Hey folks, Brian Bledsoe here once again with you on the Desert Farmer Podcast. And just this episode is going to kind of piggyback on my previous one that I released during the middle part of this last week, talking about some of the long-range models and also uh, some of the seasonal forecast information that I uh, often go over um, uh, all the time. You know, it's not just one of those things where you look at it the first month and then you don't look at it again until the uh, the second month or the third month. This, this is a work in progress and something that remains uh, extremely important to give you frequent updates on. And um, as I was kind of thinking about what we talked about earlier this past week, uh, I wanted to kind of add to that just a little bit because there are some signals that I see right now that I like. And there are some signals right now I see that I do not like in specific parts of the region. And the first thing I want to talk about today is uh, I know a lot of you, you know, look at the drought monitor uh, on a regular basis. But have you ever uh, looked at the short term objective drought blend equivalent? It's right there on the U.S. drought monitor um, you know, webpage. If you go into conditions and outlooks and then you go into current conditions, you can see it right there. It's deemed an experimental type product, uh, but for the most part, it has a really good idea on what's going on in terms of short-term moisture, which in the grand scheme of things, short-term moisture levels have been absolutely fantastic across eastern Colorado, western and southwest Nebraska, basically all of Kansas, all of Oklahoma, uh, a large part of Texas, especially the eastern half of Texas. And then if you look out west, uh, there's a lot of areas that have been doing just fine too in the desert southwest, even as far west as California. Uh, now, if you look at, if you scroll down that page and you look at the long-term objective drought blend equivalent, it does tell a little bit of a different story because that long-term trend, it really takes into account what's been going on off and on for the past few years and kind of what has set us up uh, to really desperately need the moisture that we've been getting. Now, uh, the long-term objective, it, Southwest Kansas is in great shape. The Oklahoma Panhandle, the Northeast Texas Panhandle, just fine. But if you go into Northwest Kansas, Southwest Nebraska, and right up over parts of Northeast Colorado, Colorado, especially along and north of I-70. Um, you know, if you had to draw a line, say, from Stratton uh, up toward Ray and Yuma uh, and then eastward into uh, southwest Nebraska, that little quadrant is still struggling a little bit. Southwest Colorado, the San Juans and the San Luis Valley, they're struggling right now. A large part of New Mexico is still struggling. And then you draw that line into southeast New Mexico and southwest Texas. And that's the area that I am most concerned about right now is that region, because not only is that area one of the driest regions uh, that we have going right now in terms of long-term dryness, really, if you if you wanted to talk about a few communities in southern parts of New Mexico, you could really uh, go from Deming to Las Cruces, over toward Roswell, Carlsbad, Hobbs and those areas really mainly to the south of Lubbock. And then if you come into Southwest Texas, uh, you know, El Paso, Pecos, Fort Stockton, Kermit, Southwest of Odessa, all the way down towards Sanderson and Del Rio, those regions uh, and in West and Southwest of those regions are some of the areas that I'm more concerned about um, with the situation that we've got going on right now. And you might ask yourself why? Well, because this latest El Nino that's been going on has not been very kind to those areas. Now, if you go just to the east, you have some areas in uh, uh, West Texas that are still doing okay. 
Uh, but if you go to the west of there, then it's it's not very beneficial. And really, if you wanted to go from Amarillo uh, down toward Lubbock and points eastward, you're doing okay. But if you go west of that line, that's where things actually become a bit more problematic, especially uh, in the long-term drought objective um, equivalent. Okay, so the El Nino that's been going on has largely been favoring areas to the north and to the east, okay? East and southeast Texas has been doing okay, extending eastward into Arkansas, Louisiana. They had a terrible drought in those areas, and obviously the recent wet period has gone a long ways into helping that drought. The thing that I'm concerned about is here we are getting ready to uh, finish up February in about 10 days, and the, the days are getting longer. The temperatures are going to start getting even warmer. Uh, and this El Nino continues to fade at a pretty good clip, all right, because we're already past peak. We peaked late December, early January, and we have been, uh, you know, seeing it starting and continuing to fade over the past uh, month and a half or so. So I think it's really critical to look at the areas that are dry right now that I'd mentioned, especially across southern and southeast New Mexico and southwest Texas, and look at the areas to the north that are still doing okay right now. My problem with this scenario is that with the El Nino fading, and I'm looking at some short range uh, models that really are not favorable at all to give that area any significant moisture. And for that matter, if we were looking at the Euro weeklies uh, that really takes us out to the next 45 days, there are significant dry, uh, dry anomalies that are showing up right now across Southeast New Mexico, West Texas, and really Central and Northeast Texas, uh, which is somewhat unusual because those areas, if anybody's gonna get rain in this pattern, you would think that those areas that are farther East would get it. Well, for, for at least the time being, as the MJO or the Madden-Julian Oscillation has been in null space or basically a non-factor here recently, and that looks to kind of continue to be the case, at least for these regions, that uh, the, the dryness that is trying to set up and expand north and eastward is very troubling to me. We've seen this movie before. We know how this movie is going to end as El Nino fades and La Nina comes on. Those particular areas that are dry right now and that are farther south are likely going to become the anchor point for the dryness or the drought that is going to develop over the next several months. So as I said earlier this week, it's extremely critical. The next 90 days is extremely critical that uh, to determine kind of the course of what we're going to end up going with the summer, because if southern New Mexico and southwest Texas do not get any moisture of significance in that 90-day period, that area is going to go from bad to worse in a really rapid fashion because that dry soil is going to heat up faster. That heated up soil that is going to dry out faster, that dried out soil and that warmer soil is going to enhance the wind much more quickly as you mix out the atmosphere and you bring that wind aloft down. And again, it starts this terrible positive feedback mechanism that basically helps facilitate drought and perpetuates it. So the fact that we haven't erased it over southern New Mexico and southwest Texas, and really for that matter, across parts of Arizona, as I said, it gives the future drought an anchor point on which to develop and expand to the north and northeast. Now, for some people, this may come as really, really bad news, and I don't want to go there with doom and gloom just yet, okay? But from some of the things that I've been looking at during the past week, those that's the main thing that I don't like. 
right now. I don't like the fact that this El Nino has essentially failed those areas that are right down along the, the U.S.-Mexico border and that uh, it, it gives that drought, uh, that drought area um, an anchor point in which to develop and expand to the northeast. Now, that being said, if you go farther north, we're in excellent shape, okay? Most of the Texas panhandle is in great shape. The Oklahoma panhandle, eastern Colorado, western, really all of Kansas, and a large part of Nebraska in great shape too. And most of Oklahoma is okay. That's not what I'm worried about right now. As I said, it's that next 90 days that is super critical because if we can continue to shove moisture in the ground in those areas that have been uh, have been seeing regular moisture and some significant moisture over the past few months or so, that is going to go a long way into kind of keeping that dryness at bay or that drought at bay and will kind of keep it from expanding northward as rapidly as it otherwise would. If we do not see a whole lot of moisture over the next 90 days in those areas that have been seeing moisture, it's going to dry out the soil much more quickly, and it is readily going to set up a recipe for that drought region that's to our southwest to expand to the north and northeast. So let me just put this in, in very simple terms. If you live in Clovis, if you live in Roswell, if you live in Las Cruces, if you live uh, in El Paso, if you live in Midland, Odessa, if you live in Fort Stockton, if you live in Sanderson, those areas I am most worried about right now. Areas farther north and northeast, I am also concerned about, but you have been seeing moisture and your soil moisture profile is in a whole lot better shape than those areas back to the west. So what does that mean when I say uh, you need to be thinking about this? You need to have your drought plan super dialed in if you're in those areas. In fact, you just simply need to have your overall um, moisture plan super dialed in if you live really anywhere across southwest Nebraska, eastern Colorado, especially the western half or western third of Kansas, the Oklahoma and Texas panhandle, all of New Mexico, those areas especially. Farther east, you've got a little bit of leeway right now uh, to see how this develops. But if the if the trend continues and we continue to see these dry anomalies show up, not only in the modeling, but overall in the current weather pattern that is ongoing, then we're pretty much going to have to raise those alarm bells uh, farther east across pretty much you know all of Oklahoma and especially the eastern half of Texas, where if they don't get this spring rains, they they go backwards in a big hurry because they're used to beginning, you know, they're used to getting a lot more water than we are a little bit farther to the west. So uh, again, for those areas that are, uh, you know, in, in eastern Colorado, you know, most of Kansas, southwest Nebraska, southeast Wyoming, I think we're okay for right now. I think those areas in large part will be okay for the spring, as I mentioned earlier this week. But if you go any farther to the south, those are the areas that uh, I'm I'm a lot more concerned about, about what, what lies ahead going forward. Because simply put, those dry regions have largely been shut out from this El Nino. So I had this on the top of my mind today. It's been weighing on me a little bit. I wanted to get that information out there because I know, uh, as I said earlier this week, and you're thirsty for that information, the next 90 to 100 days is, is I can't even stress how important it is in terms of the moisture source going forward. So if, if you got questions, you got comments, you know how to find me, folks, uh, and, and we can have that discussion. But here on the Desert Farmer Podcast, I really don't like to leave anything uh, you know unsaid. I like to be very transparent in that regard. And this is not alarmism. 
This is just simply looking forward to some of the problems that are not only we have right now and that uh, could further themselves for a lot of folks that don't have those problems, um, you know, obviously in the future. So again, if you're listening to me on Spotify, Apple, Google, smash that like button, smash those stars over there. I'm interested in that feedback. But in the meantime, I hope you guys have a great upcoming week. We've got some nice weather on the way for us and everything. So I hope you get outside and enjoy that. Until next time, right here on the Desert Farmer Podcast. Be well.